Hi there, and welcome back to another episode of Fully Booked, the uh, Hidden Gems author podcast in which Ray Touch and myself, Roland Hume, chat to authors about this wild and crazy business we're in of self-publishing. And today, wow, we have a trio just as iconic as the three Spider-Men we saw in No Way Home. We have KM Fawcett, <laughs> we have Stacey Wilk, and we have Jen Tulte, who are the amazing brains behind Candlewood Falls which is something really, really exciting. It is a shared universe of books, uh, all set in my native New Jersey. So I am really, really excited <laughs> to talk to you all. Uh, KM, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing great. I'm so excited to be here. That's wonderful. Thank you for having me on. Stacey, how are you doing today? I am doing awesome as well. Thank you for having us. I'm really excited to get to tell you guys about Candlewood Falls. And Jen, how are you doing today? Uh, A-okay. Nice and warm down here in rainy Florida. (laughs) Well, that is wonderful to have you here. Of course, we have the man himself, Craig Touch, the owner and founder of Hidden Gems and an author himself. How are you doing today, Craig? I'm doing well, and it's, uh, you know, it's a full house, so we're pretty excited to get into this. I I was just talking before we started about, uh, you know, the idea of whether or not this is a uh, collaborative um, effort in or a shared world effort, right? And so then just to make sure everyone's clear on the differences, the collaborative would be everyone writing sort of the same book, you know, taking uh, people do it differently. Some people, the one person will write a chapter, another will write another one, or sometimes they split it up differently. Um, Whereas this is more of a shared world, almost like the, uh, what was that, Kindle World's idea back in the day. Um, where you know they've they've created a world candlewood uh, falls and um, they each write books within that shared world but stacy said it's a little bit more complicated than that so maybe she can give us the skinny on that well what we do which we think is what makes us unique is that we share characters and events in each other's stories so km and jen's Characters are in my books and my characters are in their books. So we really have this fully developed town and place. And we like to call it our literary soap opera. That's awesome. So so it's not just the world you're sharing, but the characters as well. So I guess, um, right. how does it work? One person will write a book and they'll introduce some characters and then they're now a free for all for anyone else to use in their books. Yeah. Well, well- Go ahead, go ahead. Sorry, what we tend to do is we have our own characters and um, we kind of share each other. So if I have a scene that I say want Jen's character to be in, then I will write the scene, I will give it to her and I will say, you know, does this sound right for your character or, you know, can you make any adjustments or changes? And then we'll collaborate that way. And she'll be like, well, my character wouldn't exactly say that. How about this? And um, so we don't, we don't tend to use our uh, main characters as a free-for-all. Um, some of the, the secondary characters maybe, but we always go back and forth with each other to say, what would your character do? How would they respond? Right. So like the crotchy old shopkeeper, he might show up in everybody's book. And <laughs> yeah, that yes. makes sense. Yeah. I so I guess I imagine. Oh. Char- I was going to say, I think there's one character. Well, there's, there's one character that tends to, um, which... I didn't really, when I started writing her, I didn't intend for this to happen, but we do have a character that we all kind of love to poke fun at, and that's the Weezer. Um, she's the, the matriarch of, of my family, who she had seven children. Um, the last four were out of wedlock, though, with the same person, her husband. Um, well, ex-husband, but... Um, and she's just kind of this, like, um, unique human being that everybody's like afraid of, but not really afraid of. And I think she just kind of shows up as, and just everybody kind of calls her the Weezer and she just kind of shows up in everybody's book as a a comical relief, kind of a joke, but not really a joke. And that's kind of one way where we all kind of end up like sharing and making a laugh or, or kind of using each other's characters where it's, and, and we can kind of say like, um, and pull our stories together and make it a really rich town, a really rich, where it's not where we want to say universe or a world, or where, like you mentioned, Kinder World, where it's really, really different because this is, it to us, because we're fiction writers, it feels very real life. Like, this is like just sitting in, you know, you go to the coffee bean, which is one of our, our coffee 
places where you just kind of going sitting around and having a cup of coffee and it's like, oh my God, there goes a Weezer, you know, and it's kind of like, we almost joke about that. It's like, where we, if we were all together, it'd be like, oh my God, that actually looks like the Weezer, right? So it's kind of very rich and very real to us and didn't mean to create this character that way, just kind of how she turned out. I think that's great. I mean, that's the way it should go. The my life just went off. <laughs> Yeah, you're having some storms over there. So I see the lightning actually showing up as well. Um, you know, characters, uh, fiction author, authors often say, you know, the characters take on a life of their own. And, uh, you know, they they don't really write the character. The character tells their own story in their own voice. And they just sort of put it on paper for them. So that totally makes sense. Um, I imagine there's a lot of sort of planning that has to go into this as well. And given the fact that you guys are sort of in all different areas of, uh, of the country, how do you, uh, how do you handle that? Well, I was going to ask as well, how do you even get started on this? Huh. Well, um, it started a couple of, well, a couple of years ago, I guess. Now um, a friend of ours came to us and said, what do you think about writing this world where we share characters? And we all jumped on board to do it. Unfortunately, our friend passed away before um, Candlewood Falls went live. So we continued, you know, for her as well as for ourselves. And we just sat down and said, okay, we need a world or we need a town. What should we base it on? Um, and we thought small town and what do you have in a small town? And so we built the shops and the history of the town and, um, and then the families that are in the town and, and we grow it as we need it. So if somebody doesn't have a character you can use, you make that character. So I would say that I needed a garage because my hero in my first book crashes his motorcycle. So now I say we have a garage and this is who runs it. And this is who the guy is. And so if you need a garage, now you've got one. Now we got one. Yeah. And, and I tended to start, you know, big with uh, a family of, of seven um, who owned the local winery. Um, and I've kind of stuck with that and, you know, using the, these children as my heroes or heroines and then bringing in. So then there was a local doctor that I brought in and a returned hero that was in the NHL as a hockey star. So just kind of building on that. And then we kind of, you know, we each start with our own idea. Um, so it's not like we're sitting down and saying, and, and necessarily plotting our, own, our our books with each other, we each start with our own idea and saying true to what our own each individual series are. But then, as we have kind of an idea of what we want our next book to be, it's like, okay, this is what I want to write, and then it kind of spurs us on, like, yeah, that's like a really great idea. I kind of want to do this, and like, oh, that's going to really fit really good with, like, just an example. Stacy and I happened to be talking one day. And she was like, yeah, I want to do this. And her hero's brother happened to be like a street painter. And I'm like, oh, my God, like my hero's coming home. Like, could you that guy like paint like this mural of my guy? And she's like, well, yeah, why not? So then it was just it, it was like a small scene, but it brought the two books together. And Kathy and I happened to be talking another time and it was well, I need a lawyer. And I'm like, well, my dad's a lawyer. Like, so it just kind of like, just kind of brings around and it happens very organically. So it's not these like forced things where we're trying to figure out how do we really make it happen? It just happens. And I also think that um, a lot of the planning was in the beginning, right? So before right. book one came out, we had to do a lot more planning. So we had to sit down and say, um, you know, what is this town going to look like? Um, you know, who are our characters going to be? Stacy and I actually have uh, relatives. So some of my characters and some of her characters are cousins. And then we have uh, friendships with Jen's characters. So um, there's a lot of crossover between everything. But we had to do a lot of that up front in the beginning. Um, now that we're working on our fourth book, each of us have our, our fourth book coming out in, in August. And we have this town. And like Jen said earlier, it's really... Um, 
our town feels very real to us. So now we have this great cast of characters. We have these great businesses, events going on in town. So it just starts really um, becoming a lot easier for us to say, okay, I need this character. Oh, I could pick from this this person's uh, cast of characters, or I need a character to do this. I'll pick from this person. So the beginning was a little bit harder, but now it's it's things are rolling pretty well. And I know that's incredibly satisfying as a reader. It's like I, I love reading a series where you have reoccurring characters. And it might, I mean, they pop back in. It's just such a delight. Yeah. Yeah, the readers seem to get a big kick out of the fact that they can see favorite characters in each other's books. And we love that. We love that feedback. So that's why we're, you know, we kept going because the readers think it's neat. We think it's neat. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And and I imagine that means that you end up expanding your audience uh, between you. Somebody might discover the, the series and then from from one author and then go and read the books from the other authors, right? Oh, definitely. Yeah. I, I know I definitely got some readers from both uh, Jen and from Stacey. Yeah. Yeah, it in, it's an inspiration for the reader to go find the other authors because they might say, oh, my gosh, I love this character. And then we try to also direct you at the back of the book. If you liked, you want to learn more about why this was happening. Cause like if there's a scene in my book and I'll, I'll use my winter book as an example, I have a scene near the end. Well, actually we all have this same scene in our books, but it's all from different points of view, obviously, and all for different reasons. So in my book, my character notices Kathy's hero checking out Kathy's heroine. So my characters are all like, ooh, what's going on over there? So I actually had um, an advanced reader say to me, what's that all about? And I said, ah, see, you have to go read now and find out why he's checking her out. So at the back of my book, it says, if you want to know why, Dean's checking out Lacey. And so it, it helps to really inspire the reader. There's a reason for them to check in with the other books. Right. Yeah. Um, so, so why did you pick New Jersey? Which I think is a one. I love New Jersey. I think it's an underrated <laughs> state. But you could have picked upstate New York. You could have picked Minnesota yeah. or Wisconsin. Yeah, I, I love upstate New York as well. But I'm it's like... from upstate New York. <laughs> Well, oh. so you, you're from upstate New York, and Stacey, obviously, you've got connections to, to New Jersey. Well, I'm yeah, and raised at the shore, baby. Yeah, the, the reason why we chose New Jersey was, was because three out of four of us were from New Jersey. So. <laughs> New Jersey. <laughs> oh, wow. And you know and, what? I say yes to everything. So, sure, I, I could be from Jeff New Jersey. Jeff cool with New Jersey. I was <laughs> not that different. So, right. in, in most of my books, I've only written about upstate New York. I mean, and, and Florida. So I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll branch out and try something new. And there's wineries in, and I always wanted to do a wine, a book about a winery. And I'm like, there are a lot of wineries in New Jersey. So this works. Yeah. Oh yeah. I went to the tour of the wineries just a couple of years ago. Oh yeah. And I wonder this project sung to me. I mean, when they, when we sat down and and started talking about it, I'm like, yes, I want to do this. And I really, and I wanted to write with these women. This was like something it's like, it's like, you know, they talk about, you have a book of your heart. I've had more than one book of my heart. And this is a book of my, this is a, a project of my heart. I really wanted to do this. Agreed. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like that's probably, I mean, for you, from maybe being the one that isn't from New Jersey, I guess it's easier because you have the support of the other authors who are. So if they're writing, you know, and, and building up the scenes, they can, they can, fact check you on if you all of a sudden do some New Jersey faux pas, you know, they, they might uh, say, hey, no, no, we don't do that here. What was fun, too, was that uh, Jen had come up to do a book signing um, and we went to a couple different places around. But then we also took her to the town that one of the towns that inspired Candlewood Falls. So she got to see what the town looked like and the big mill and, and everything. And, um, you know, it's it's a, a town in, in Stacy. Stacy and I actually live in the same town. <laughs> So she's <laughs> 10 minutes away from me. Um, but it's like the next town over. And our, our town is inspired by that one and, and the one that we live in. So, um, Jen. Which town is it? 
So the uh, where we live is Reddington Township. So um, the White House Station section is uh, part of what we were um, thinking in our head with the, you know, the cute little train stop that, uh, you know, is now a bookstore and, and all that. But the other town that inspired us was Clinton Township and the big mill. So it's one of the big, um, the most photographed mill in New Jersey. So a lot of people might recognize that. And, um, you know, it was it was a lot of fun. We also took a picture put it up on our Facebook page to say, hey, this is what our, our town was inspired by. Wow, that's that's great. The only uh, experience I have in New Jersey is Atlantic City, so I'm... <laughs> <laughs> probably Next very time different. You're in Jersey, Craig, we'll show you the pretty parts. <laughs> yeah, you can, yeah, I know that that's not you know not the place to go. I was just in the casinos, so uh, well, but um, hills of New Jersey when they think of New Jersey, right? So um, you know, we we live out in, in in horse country out here. There's a lot of of course, there's a lot of development going on now, so some of that's going away. But you know, we still live in a in an area of the state that has a lot of farms, wineries, and and it's very pretty out here. Yeah, it's it's still the garden part of the Garden State, right? Yeah, I, I imagine that's a much more uh, it's much better setting for a romance series than uh, the boardwalks of Atlantic City. But um, the I imagine that there's a lot of challenges to writing in a shared shared world. Um, you know, I know, so you, you guys write your own books, but you still have to sort of keep in track. I, I'm, I'm thinking about things like, you know, when I've written series, sometimes it's hard enough to keep track in my own mind, in my own series of the characters, of the settings, of all that stuff. And you guys are doing it across, you know, you each have four books, right? So 12 books. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you manage that? Do you have like a big spreadsheet of like all the characters and traits and places and all that stuff. Yeah. Yep. We do. We have a map um, that we drew. Um, So yeah, we have the spreadsheet with all the characters and um, maybe what they look like and what they do and who their love interest is. Am I missing anything? Kathy, you're good with the spreadsheet. Yeah. So, so the Bible, I, well, I call it the Bible um, has all those things. Also, I think what book the characters are in, but the problem is sometimes we don't always update it. So, you know, we're friends. We just text each other like, uh, what does the character look like? And, you know, if something's not updated. It's like, oh, you know, we just text each other and ask. So uh, in yeah. the middle of the day, I'll just get a random text from Jen or Stacy to, to say something. And, you know, would would your character do this or where's your, char- you know, all those kinds of things. So it's it's uh, it's fine. Yeah. When you envisioned this, uh, did you have to like have a, excuse the expression, sort of like a come to Jesus moment where you all sat down and were like, okay, these are the, this is the the feel of it. This is the, and it sort of set some boundaries and some rules or anything. Well, we, we yeah. just, deci- oh, sorry, Stace. And okay. we decided that, you know what, um, our, our phrase for the town is, have we got a story for you? So we knew that it could be, any kind of story anybody wanted to write, you know, so we're, we're basically there. It's contemporary, small town, contemporary romance, but you know, there's a little bit of, of mystery in some books. I have a little bit of paranormal in my first book where my hero and heroine accidentally make a love potion. And, you know, so there's, there's a lot of, um, you know, we can, we can go off into little different directions and everything. So um, when we came up with the idea, we wanted to make it, a little bit more open for all the authors to be able to write what they wanted to write. Right. Well, I think the only thing we had to make sure we were in agreement with was where did things in the town lay out? So um, one of my characters has an alpaca farm and then the family that Kathy and I share own the orchard and then Jen's family owns the winery. So there's a river that runs behind the orchard and separates it from the winery. So we had to make sure we all lined up because we have scenes, Jen and I, in our first books where her Weezer character likes to hang out with my alpacas. And we had to make sure that we lined up the alpaca farm right with the winery without the river getting in the way. So those were the, I think in the beginning, some of the bigger challenges so that, you know, Jen didn't say she crossed the street and I said they were right on the other side of the field, you know, something like that. 
I hope somebody's listening to this and realizes that actually romance is a very derided genre and an awful lot of thought and intellect and planning and stuff goes yeah. into these things. Yeah, well, of course. Well, and I think the other thing that we did, you know, even though, because we each come to this writing a little different book, you know, Kathy was writing sci-fi romance. Um, both Stacy and I have written in, um, you know, the romantic suspense genre. But if we sat down and, and described what we, we actually, not what we actually write, but Stacy tends to write more women's fiction in her full length. And I tend to write more suspense in my full length. So the three of us generally are coming at things from a from a, from a different vantage point because they are different. They are slightly different genres. They do have slightly different rules. You do do things slightly differently. And so we wanted to be able to open that up so that we weren't saying you had to, we weren't saying, okay, I had to write women's fiction because that would just kind of make me twitch a little <laughs> because that's not what my strength is. And we all wanted to be able to play to our strengths. Right. Um, Yet we all wanted to expand our palette, so to say, because, you know, I've written something like 70 books at this point in my career. If I would, I don't want to write the same thing over and over again. And sometimes that's what happens. So to expand into writing something that is a little bit more women fiction or a little bit, um, you know, you know, writing Weezer was like something new for me. I mean, she was just like an exceptional character for me. That is not something that was not my comfort zone. And um, the first book was probably the most contemporary romance that I have ever written in my entire life. The second book, I, I kind of slipped back into my mystery suspense kind of feel. Um, and then the third book was a, another switch for me. It was a little different. So it's really given us an opportunity to stretch our writing and to be better writer. It's, it's made me a better writer, if anything, and, mm -hmm. and given us an opportunity to kind of see where we can go in our careers. Right. Yeah. 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 That's great. Um, I, I'm thinking too about, I'm, I'm still thinking because in my mind, it's, you know, such a daunting task, right. Of, of this big world and everybody's writing their own stuff and you have to, you know, keep sort of pace with making sure that you, you know, you're not breaking any of the rules and, you know, for example, like you were talking about, laying out the town right and then earlier you were saying well i added a garage well now it's like where do i put the garage now you've got to pull out that map you know figure out well, where's the where's the garage gonna go right so that everyone knows yeah um so <laughs> definitely <laughs> right not only yeah. the, the map and the bible but uh stacy and i also have a family tree so i went on uh familyecho.com and i i made a family tree for our characters so that we could kind of see you know who's who's the grandparents and the parents and and the kids right so we have um all the cousins and and everything because it was getting a little confusing you know who belongs to the yeah. parents and and where do they live and and you know how old are they because that's because as we write the books we we are using pretty much um, today as, as, our, as our date, right? So if we have a character in book one, which came out in September, who's uh, 31, well, now we've got an, our August book coming out. Well, that character might be 32 now, right? So we have to kind of, you know, keep in mind, like, when were they born so I could do the math and figure out how old this character is. So there is a lot to kind of keep track of. But I think one way to kind of fudge that a little bit it's not getting too detailed so that we don't have to, you know, make those mistakes. So you don't want to be, you know, too detailed. You want to have enough that it makes it sound like it's a real world. It's a genuine person and, and all that, but too much detail, you could trip yourself up. Right. Yeah, I, that was, yeah, I, I mean, that was one of the things, sorry, Jen, go ahead. No, I was going to say, I try not to say like, like I, I do have the map, but I try not to say like, I mean, I was very careful. I did have to, I don't know who I called or texted. It was like Kathy or Stacy, but you know, in, in one of the books where I'm like, okay, is, is, is the coffee house across the street from the beauty salon? Like, I don't remember, like, do they have to cross the street or, or, or that it's on the same side of the street? And then I said, you know what? I'm just going to go. They waved down the street because I don't remember. Yeah, so trying yeah. to be as vague as possible because you do, as writers, and, and I'm only going to speak for myself, me as a writer, I have a very vivid imagination, obviously, and I get these pictures in my head. Once that picture's in my head, 
my head, it doesn't go away. Mm-hmm. And so I'll have this vision of the town in my head. And it's, I can guarantee you, it's not the same vision that Stacy has. Right. And it's not the same vision that Kathy has. And so, like, even when I'm describing characters, I, I remember having this conversation with Kathy one day. And I, I, she like describing Carter's desk. And I'm like, just don't go into detail because I'm not going to in my book. And she's like, oh, okay. And because number one, I don't want to give that much detail to the reader. I want the reader to go into the room and start visualing it. So I might say there's a tall bookcase that has books and pictures, but I'm not going to go into detail on describing it because I want the reader to kind of feel and touch and see for themselves. So I kind of do that in the same way with the streets where it's like, okay, the beauty parlor, this, that, or whatever, but try not to go, like Kathy said, too, too much into detail because what I will do is then four chapters later, I'll say the complete opposite and somebody will pick it up. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking you almost need to, for characters, maybe, well, I mean, you probably don't want to because it would lock you in, but I guess you could use as much detail as you want, but like almost like, okay, I'm going to have this character and in I'm basing it off this famous act. And then so that everyone can use that as a reference, right? So it's like, okay, I'll check out a picture of him. Oh, he has dark hair. Okay. I know he has dark hair. Oh, he has green eyes. Oh, I can write green eyes. And then you could give as much detail as you want. Right. Um, but I was kind of thinking right. like one of the things yeah. I was, I was going to ask about and you sort of answered was about the timeline. Um, because I was wondering whether or not you're keeping it within the same timeline. And it sounds like you are in the sense that you it's all real time. But does that mean you guys mm-hmm. sort of have to keep pace with each other for your books? You know, if, if somebody's writing a book and they're basing it on current time, and it takes them a lot longer to write it than the other two. And they publish, you know, one or two extra books. I mean, is it going to throw off the timeline? But, it, it, you know... I guess that's, it, it depends on how closely you're doing it, but it's not like one person's writing something that is like, like years before and another one's writing years later. Right. So what right. we tend right. to do is um, have seasons that we are releasing in. So we have our fall books, we have our winter books, our spring books and our summer books coming up. So we tend to write within that season. And I think Jen has, has in her winter book, I think it started in, in November and went through January. Whereas my winter book, I had, I think it was two weeks. It was like 10 days or something. Um, so my, you know, time frame was very short where hers was longer and both work because it's still at the, the same time of year. And, um, Yeah, as long as we kind of stick within that time frame, I think that works pretty well. We also release right. on the same we're day. We're not, so we're never, mm-hmm. so, thus far, have not released separately. So when we release a right. winter book, it's on the same day. When we release a fall book, it's on the same day, and so on and so forth. Um, and again, you know, like we, we call the winter book, winter book for, for Kathy. It was truly a Christmas book for me. It was really more of a Valentine's Day book because it ends on Valentine's Day when my couple gets married. But it's a winter release because we released it in the winter. Right. It's oh, a right. good way to handle it. I, I guess you just have to be careful that if you're using shared characters, you're not... Um, colliding you know like oh I, I had her doing this on valentine's day well i had her doing this on valentine's day well that's <laughs> why we check in with each other you know especially if you're using a major character we make sure that we're not doing that to each other so we do talk about time frames so that we're not messing that up <laughs> because then a reader who's going to read all the books might especially if they read them all at once might catch that, well, you said this happened in November, but Jen's book, it's December and Kathy's book, it's January. So we check in and, and make sure that our, our timelines fit our books so that like, like that shared scene I was telling you about in our winter book, it's Kathy's first scene and it's one of my last scenes. And then, Jen, yours is probably in the middle somewhere, right? It's, yeah, it's right smack dab in the yeah. middle of the book. But it's the same, it's the same day. It's just the way our storylines worked out. Yeah. Yeah. Now, all three of you write in third person, don't you? Mm-hmm. Yes. Which, it's so interesting because I, uh, I've heard a lot of, I mean, somebody once recommended to me the thing about writing in first person is if you ever fudge any of the facts, you can be like, oh, that one person was an unreliable narrator. 
and like <laughs> I wrote nine books and in book nine I was suddenly like oh this guy who's been an only child for eight books I actually had a brother in the first book and so I was like okay okay the woman who narrated the first book it was she thought it was a brother it wasn't but when you're writing in third person kind of like you're the voice of God and therefore you have to get all these facts right yeah, and and not for not. I mean, every writer has their own thing. I, I I'm not a fan of the unreliable narrator. Um, it's just not my cup of tea. My narrator wasn't meant to be unreliable. <laughs> it was the it was the unreliable writer in his case. Right. Shut up. Right. <laughs> Shut up. Character. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I, I have done the unreliable character many times, but <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's all depend on how you handle it. Yeah, we try to, I think all three of us try to write in a, a deep uh, third person point of view. Yeah. So it's not you know, omniscient where you, you know everything. So that character can still have things wrong if they yeah. see the world in a, in a certain way. Yeah. Um, you know, I think that helps. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, as long as you're not colliding the events, you don't want, you know, Weezer to go on a bender on Valentine's Day, but she's supposed I to. Do, I do. I do now. I want to read that. <laughs> no, no, but do. but then but then in the other book, she was supposed to be at the wedding that day. So you know, like that's the thing. You don't want that to happen. Oh God, no. Weezer's going on a bender in the fourth book. So there you go. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, there's a winery, right? So you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know. Yeah. You know. It's funny. You talk about like, uh, um, uh, using. Uh, characters from movies. Um, I, Stacy, I have to give credit where credit due. Where credit is due, and Stacy is really the one who came up with Weezer. I just kind of played along with it. Um, Weezer is after the movie from Steel Magnolias, Shirley MacLaine's character, and oh, and wait, blended with uh, the character from um, oh god, now the movie. It's, um, I can't think of it. The TV show. Let me know if you want help. What? Let me know if you want help. I want help. Virgin River. Virgin River. What's the character's name? Hope. Hope. So those two characters merge together into this crazy woman who runs around with like a coat and her hair and rollers with a shotgun and cowboy boots down there who meddles in everybody's life. I mean, and she's just, I just love her, but she's got my hair. (laughs) <laughs> I, I i've seen women like that in the pine barrens yeah 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 <laughs> she's, she's just so funny she's funny. Uh, i was i was going to ask a tactical question i mean uh these are all self-published books and you are all accomplished self-published authors mm-hmm. how do you handle that do you each publish the books in these series independently and then link them together as a series yes <laughs> that's exactly how we do it <laughs> So, so we all independently publish them um, on all platforms. And then uh, Amazon has this wonderful way of you can have list a second contributor. And our second contributor is Candlewood Falls. And then we create an Amazon page that is Candlewood Falls. And then you go in and claim it. So when you go to Amazon, you'll see a second contributor. And then you can go and it'll list all of the books in the world. Mm-hmm. That is really, so really means, interesting. Yeah. It's a great way As, for readers to find us all at once. Right. And the other great thing is that Jen does our covers. Yeah. So our covers, all the branding is the same. So we have the, the Candlewood Falls um, on the, the top. And actually, let's see. I know I was going to say, wait, I have them. <laughs> so we've got the Candlewood Falls logo here. And then, um, but we all have a little bit different style of the, of our own branding of the picture, but the, the series branding is our name here and, and, and here. So that works out really nice. So the uh, readers can look at it and instantly recognize that it's a Candlewood Falls novel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that definitely the branding is on point for that because that is uh, something that you're that you want to get right and and because it lets people know it's that that's the novel that you're in the world that you're using. I'm just looking at it. Um, so I see uh, the random one that I've clicked on isn't in Ku. So are you guys in Ku? You're not, right? No, we're not. No. So do you? Do you sell it? Why on the other? Uh, yeah. So uh, do the other. Um, do the other storefronts allow you to do a similar sort of linking thing between? No, no. And you're all shaking your heads. No. Yeah. <laughs> Not that yeah, I no. mean I haven't found a good go around yet. Not that I haven't looked for one. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I keep the subtitle every time I'm, I'm putting my books out on, on the other platforms. Um, so each of our books is its own series. So um, my series is small town, wild romance. So you have that series. So I have the, the book title, say it's wild in love, which is the, the spring book that came out this month. And then my uh, subtitle is a Candlewood Falls novel. And then, you know, the series name would be the small town wild romance. So it's kind of a lot, but it helps to keep the, um, the branding or helps people to recognize that, oh, these are part of the Candlewood Falls world. It also helps with, mean- with searches. So if people are looking for Candlewood Falls or they're looking for author name or they're looking for series name or they're looking for title name, it actually helps with searches in all of the platforms, except for Apple. Apple's a little of its own little world. Yeah. It, that, that's a really yeah. hard search engine to crack. Yes, yeah. I agree with that. Do you have a website where you have them all as well? Um, we all have or, our own no, websites. Yeah. 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 So there's no Candlewood Falls website. We have a Candlewood Falls uh, Facebook readers group. So that's the only thing that we're, we have everything together there. But yeah, we don't have our own website. Our, right. our, our, a Candlewood Falls website. Falls website, right. And I think what seems like why it's so genius is, you know, series are what make or break authors if you write a series of books and when you're advertising your books you're not just advertising one book you're advertising the series and i guess with you guys by continuing this what you're doing is you're not each marketing one book you're marketing three books you're like uh, the rising tide lifts all of you exactly right exactly yep exactly and in the self-published world where there are so many authors it's great to be able to work together with two smart, amazing women who have great ideas and it helps us all get out to readers, to find readers. Right, and it's interesting because I just got a review from uh, the April book and somebody um, in her review said, the more I read in Candlewood Falls, the more I fall in love with the town. So it's, you know, really great that she loves the, all the books and, you know, it's not just, oh, it's my reader or, or whatever. It's it's all of our reader, you know, and, and so that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Do you, I love that. I guess each book is, uh, can be read as a standalone. Yes. Yeah, we designed it that way too. So every book has its own hero and heroine that has their happily ever after or happily for now so that a reader can find us anywhere along right. the way and in and any author. So, mm-hmm. Right. I mean, that's great. It's, a, it's multiple entry points to yes. the series and then it allows them to discover it however they found it exactly. and then move on to all the rest of them. So that's I've only exactly. written two series where they're not standalones and I'll never do it again, to be honest with you. Mm. It's tough. It's tough to do the marketing on it, it right? It, you know, that, you know, I, I bundled them and I will tell you, they sell better as a bundle than they do as individual books. Um, of course, they're novellas as well. But um, the other thing is, is, is the marketing. You might as well only market the first one, to yeah. be honest with you. Mm-hmm. And every, everything else I've done is either a series, um, you know, seven book, nine book, three book, four book series. Um, I'm just, um, it's just, it's just so much easier. And, but again, everything is also a standalone. So you could pick up book three and not be lost. You could go, oh, well, I, now I want to go back and find out about these other couples or go, you know, keep reading. It, it's not going to matter one way or the other. And, and I think, you know, the three of us are, are in, in total agreement on that philosophy. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah, makes sense for sure for the. So when when you launch, you all launch at the same time the next book, and then you all go off and do your own thing when it comes to advertising and booking newsletters and um, putting it out on you know Amazon ads or Facebook or whatever wherever else you're you're advertising. Is that right? Yeah, we do some of our own, and then we do some yeah. stuff together too. Yeah, we like to do uh, like a Facebook live together or you know invite our readers into a zoom you know meeting or whatever it's, they, they they enjoy that they enjoy talking with us so that's always fun yes, anything we definitely. can do to connect with readers absolutely readers absolutely. are the reason why we get to do this 
Right. Yeah. Yeah. And like I said earlier, you know, Jen took a, a trip up and we had a couple of in-person uh, signings. And then uh, Stacey and I, since we live in the same town, we get to do a little bit more because, uh, you know, it's, we find something. Hey, you want to do this, you know, next week? Yeah, sure. And then we can we can go do that. Um, so our readers get a kick out of seeing us together. Yeah. So how are you doing uh, signings? Are you... Um like just booking it yourself and then telling people on the Facebook page, Hey, we're going to be at this place at this time and you know, yeah. come on down. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Now, when I get back up to New York for the summer, I can, you know, they're only a four hour, four and a half hour drive. So I can go do more with them. Yeah. That's right. It's going to be awesome. Upstate New York is like, it's not quite the same, but there is the same, you know, New Yorkers and New Jerseyans share the same soul. Well, yeah. I'm originally from upstate New York, but in the summertime, I live in western New York, kind of different planet. <laughs> Rochester's a little different than upstate New York. But now you live in Florida, which is full of people from New Jersey anyway. Um, no, I live on, so, so, so New Jerseyans, although the people across the canal from me are from New Jersey, and they're very nice. Um, they're from the shore, Stacey. Um, the... People from the shore are very, very nice, nice. Jeff. but actually, so a lot of people from New Jersey are actually live on the other coast, the Gulf Coast. I'm on the East Coast, so there's just a bunch of New Yorkers over here. Oh, I know exactly where. Yeah, Miami's on the East Coast, whereas like uh, yes, yeah, yeah, I'm two hours north of Miami. Yes. Well, I think that's amazing. And um, so in terms of marketing is, do you all just decide to market your own individual books and have the the crossover there? Or do you like, because I know with my series, I advertise this series page and that helps sell all the books. Do you do any like crossover promotions or anything? Oh, yeah, we have both. both. I'm trying to think of some of the last crossover stuff we'd, uh, we've done. Um, but yeah, if there's an opportunity to promote all three books at once for that release, then we'll do that. And then because we are all authors with other projects and other books, we also still promote our own stuff. And the idea, and I think it's working is I have readers who have read me who now read them. So, you know, that was the idea, you know, it's the, you know, me, you trust me as an author. So you're going to read my book. And then right at the end of my book, I tell you, go read their books. Um, my committed reader trusts me enough to go read their books and their committed readers do the same in our direction. And I imagine right. you have your own newsletter, your own mailing list and your own newsletters. So when mm -hmm. you release a new book, do you, uh, I imagine you must, you must be sending out a, an, an email oh, about your, your new release, but are you also yeah. mentioning, uh, and by the way, yes, definitely you know, these other two. Oh, it's absolutely. And I'm, yeah. I just sent out a new, I just sent out a newsletter. Um, I, I have, I also have a publisher, so I can't control when my publisher releases my books. So um, I had a dual release, which happened to go at the same time as Candlewood Falls. So I decided to stagger when I did my newsletter would not bombard them with Candlewood Falls and my published book with my with Lady Boss Press. So the other day I sent out a Candlewood dedicated, mm -hmm. you know, I always do one that's everything, just a dedicated Candlewood Falls. And also because Kathy and Stacy have an in-person thing in New Jersey, I can't be there because I'll be in Florida. Um, but so I sent, you know, the three books and also their, their in-person page. And it was just dedicated to Candlewood Falls. Sure. And so, yes, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. we absolutely do that. So we are approaching the top of the hour, but I, I mean, Craig, do you have another question before I jump in with mine? Uh, my question was really a, sort of a larger kind of thing, which is basically whether or not they have any advice for other people that were looking to write in shared worlds. That might be a big question though. So I don't know if you have something quicker, jump in with it. Well, I was just going to ask, what is your, what are your plans for this series? And I think Craig's question is brilliant. What are your plans for the series? You have the fourth book coming out. Like where are you, where are we going to see Candlewood Falls go? <laughs> <laughs> That's a great question. And um, we have a fourth book coming out in August and we are milling around the idea of continuing for the rest of the year 
with uh, maybe one or two more releases. And then we're going to see where we go. If the readers are like, give us more, give us more, we will listen to what the readers want. Whatever the readers want is what we do. Right. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, do it for sure. Yeah. So yeah, so back to back to that then. If uh, to what I was saying, do you, I mean obviously we've talked a lot about um, how you guys do it and how it works. So that I'm sure anybody who's looking to do this is going to already have a good idea of how, at least how you guys do it. But is there any sort of advice that you would give to somebody who is thinking about writing in the shared world? Um, uh, you know, either with i mean i imagine one thing would be let's say make sure that you pick a partner that you can trust and that is you know that that is on yeah. the same sort of wavelength as you in terms of you know what you want to write right that I would be my advice pick your partner as well yeah that's a, that's a big one. you want somebody who has the same vision that you have um because otherwise you know i i, I don't see it going anywhere because you'd be you know fighting each other rather than um, working collaboratively. And I think that would be the big advice is, is really decide who you want to work with and, um, you know, make sure you have good communication with them. And, you know, to know your goals, because I think that's important too. So have an idea of what you want for the series and for the world. I mean, not that things can't shift and change, but have an idea when you get started of where you're going, because that helps you plan. And this is absolutely something you have to plan in advance. We picked these four release dates a year ago. Mm -hmm. So you, you plan, like really know what your goals are. Cause then you'll also know what your marketing goals are and how you want to achieve those goals. Sorry, Jenny, you're going to say something. No, I was going to say, I think my, my biggest piece of advice is, which is, would also be to anyone getting into this in general is to understand that this is not going, success is not going to happen overnight. Mm. Your yeah, sales, just because you're writing in a shared world is not going to happen overnight. Um, you could pick um, a partner who has more sales than you or is a title or, or whatever. And it doesn't mean that you're just going to arbitrarily have a lot of sales. Um, <laughs> it's hard work. It takes time. It takes dedication. And, you know, you, you've got to put it in there and you have to, you have to give it time. You know, we, we're, we've been giving this time. We've been working at it. You know, we spent a year before we even published our first book. Um, yes. planning and doing the work and you've got to put in the work and you've got to be willing to make some sacrifices to get there. I mean, again, I've been, I've been in this business since 2003. Um, it's not easy. You know, I was there when Kindle worlds fell apart. Um, and I've written in a lot of other worlds, universes or whatever. Um, some with success, some with not success. Um, I've written in some pretty famous people's worlds that I have not done well in, and I've written in others, and I've done incredibly well in. Um, and I will say, this is some of the proudest work that I have done in a world. Um, and, and, and I love working with these ladies. So you just need to know that it's going to take time. It's a slow build, and sometimes it's the best way to go about it. Just... Yeah. You know, just don't quit just because it gets hard. Oh, and it's going to get hard. <laughs> but everything is like, you know, not to be smart, but everything worth having is worth working for, you know, not to be cliche, but it's true. Um, and like Jen said, we planned a whole year before that first release. So we put in the time and the effort and the conversations. We have spent hours together, hours and hours. Sometimes I see these two more than I see the people I live with. So, <laughs> yeah. And I mean, yeah. I, you know, back in uh, 2018, so four years ago, Chen, you wrote a, you wrote a, a, a blog for us uh, about yes. Amazon shutting down Kindle Worlds. And I remember that affected you a lot, right? Like you had a lot of yeah. books that were written in other worlds that you then had to scramble to figure out what to do with. Um, so I think the takeaway is pick a partner that's more reliable than Amazon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I picked these ladies. <laughs> Sounds like it's working for you. 
That is a wonderful thing to wrap up this this interview. I think we could have probably gone on for another couple of hours because you are all fascinating. So maybe we'll we'll talk about having you guys back. But unfortunately, we we have a deadline to wrap up. But uh, before I go, I'll ask each of you in turn where we can find you all, and obviously we'll put the links and the links to Candlewood Falls in there. I'll start off with you, uh, KM Fawcett. Where can everyone find you? So you can find me on uh, kmfawcett.com and also in um, on Facebook. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Twitter, but I rarely go to Twitter. So you probably don't want to find me there. So I would say Facebook and, and uh, uh, find me online on my website. And Stacey. You can find me at stacywilk.com and you can sign up for my newsletter there. And you can find me at my Facebook reader group. We have a ton of fun at Stacey's Novel Family. And I am also on Instagram. And last but definitely not least, what about Jen? Uh, You can find me at jentalty.com. You can also find me on Facebook. And I have a group there called the Talty Crew. I'm also on Instagram. And I just made the leap to TikTok. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's kind of scary. <laughs> well, before we wrap up, Craig, do you have any final final thoughts or words? Uh, no, I just want to thank uh, you all for coming. This has been a wonderful chat. I mean, we've learned a lot about um, writing in shared worlds. I think anybody who is interested in that idea is definitely going to want to. Uh, hear what you ladies have to say about it because uh, you are the experts 12 books in right yeah yeah right coming so yeah if anybody wants to read our books and see how we do it like the plug there exactly. <laughs> i'm pretty sure there is nothing that a bunch of girls from new jersey ganging together can't accomplish so yeah, yeah. so true. true very true so true well very good thank you so much for having yeah, us thank you very much and this was great yeah. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. I found this was so, so energizing and inspiring to me. So thank you guys. You've been awesome. And everybody listening or watching, uh, hopefully you enjoyed this, found it valuable. Let us know. Drop a comment down below. Uh, if you haven't already, click uh, the like button. And if you haven't already, subscribe. And we will be back very soon with more from Fully Booked. Thank you very much. And we'll speak to you soon. Mm-hmm.